And there we have it. We are back. Finally, the first show in 2021 of the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs on Royal Rumble Sunday, as you can see behind me. I am the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. The gray-haired fox in the other uh, camera seat is the Nubian Sumo. And uh, it's been a little bit. We've been taking a, a hiatus to enjoy our holiday time in the midst of COVID and all this other quarantine pizzazz. But we figured what better way to come back to all of you than the beginning of the road to WrestleMania, and that being tonight, the Royal Rumble. So what's been going on, James? Nothing too much. Surviving the snow up here and uh, where I am and enjoying a pretty decent WrestleMania. Uh, not WrestleMania, but Road to WrestleMania to start <laughs> don't, with, don't, with the yeah, Royal Rumble. Eight days away now, 78 days in a couple yeah. hours. So, uh, but, yeah, as, everything's good. Everything's good. Good, good. As you can tell, we're uh, missing the big guy. He's taking care of uh, some family issues, so we're sending prayers his way uh and we know that he was looking forward to being on the show but life happens sometimes and we just got to roll with the punches so to speak and that is the best unfortunate but fortunate way to segue into this year's war rumble because there's a lot of rolling and punches that happen from beginning to end and that also includes the pre-show so we're just going to cover everything really quickly tell you how we feel about it and then we're going to leave it up to all of you to decide uh we know what the hell we're talking about still, or if James is crazy. So, and I can't wait to hear your yeah, response. I'm good, I'm good and Thanks. crazy. Yeah, we, we, crazy. Know, we know you are. But before we go there, major pay-per-view, we are live streaming. So I know there is some sponsorship that we're not getting paid for that you would like to let us know us about. Um, what you're smoking, what you're drinking, what's happening over there, Sumo. Oh, that's right. We haven't really talked since New Year's Eve. So I have been on a dry January. That was my Macaulay Culkin for you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't smoked and I haven't drank all of January. And I have until midnight tonight to get through to be able to smoke and drink my first for the new year. Wow. I can hear uh, in the background noise your liver and your lungs saying, thank you, Lord, we needed a break. So <laughs> if this makes it past midnight, I shall have a sponsorship for you. I <laughs> shall be powered by someone for the rest of the night. Um, there, should I say, is that a challenge I want to accept? Or do I want to hurry the hell up and get you off the daggone call? We'll have to see how it goes. We'll have to see how it goes. 34th annual Royal Rumble tonight. Uh, we had a, the pre-show, which had an interesting situation. And I really want to hear your opinion on uh, this whole Charlotte, Lacey Evans, Nature Boy thing. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But we opened, which I was a little surprised by, but I guess it also makes sense. We opened with Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. And it, it could have went one of two ways. And my initial question that I was thinking to myself as the match was starting and all the interests was happening was, does Goldberg have enough in the tank to actually give us a solid match? We didn't have a long match. We had, I guess for lack of a better term, a situation, and then it was over. But seeing what came next, I guess you could kind of understand, you know, without somebody being uh, in good ring conditioning, you could be in great shape, but if you're not in ring conditioning, you can tell the difference. So Goldberg, Drew McIntyre, what was your thoughts uh, initially, James, on the, the outcome with Drew maintaining his championship and the, the pacing and the story of the match? Well, I kind of figured it would be a short match. I mean, a lot of his matches here recently have been very short. So I didn't think it was going to go past 10 minutes, if, if it got to 10 minutes. 
Uh, now, it surprised me because I thought they were going to give it to Goldberg to set up like a dual championship or a championship merging between mm -hmm. the um, Universal and the WWE titles. Uh, but I don't. But now that uh, McIntyre is keeping the belt, I don't see where this is going because I know that Goldberg wants Roman Reigns, and I thought this would be the vehicle to give it to to give him that match. But uh, we'll have to see what happens, especially later on in this pay per view. Yeah, I agree with that. And then. Uh... You know, they had a couple of good high spots in it uh, with uh, Goldberg hitting a couple spears and then the jackhammer and Drew kicking out. Uh, a couple of claymores uh, was thrown out there. Goldberg kicked out of the first claymore. So it, it was some interesting spots there. They had the obligatory, I guess, just to stretch the match along um, outside scuffle before the match even began. So that set up, it set up for it to be a little bit more believable that Goldberg would have a chance for those that were naysayers like, oh, Goldberg's washed up. He's not going to be able to take out Drew. So that, that gave them an opportunity to believe, I guess, for lack of a better term, because it's almost like they were kind of setting up Drew to be the legend killer 2.0 or Super Cena 2.0 because nobody has beaten him yet. He's been on the ropes several times to where we're talking this much away and it could be a one, two, three, but yet here comes a Claymore, and there you go. So my question to you is, who the heck is going to beat Drew McIntyre for this championship? Because he's pretty much gone through everybody. And if they're not going to merge the titles, that means Roman's out. We know, and we'll talk about in a moment, the result of uh, the Men's Royal Rumble. But at the same time, do you go that way? If you don't go that way, then... I mean, who do you think? Well, you got the Miz still with the briefcase. So he's in the mix. Uh-oh, looks like uh, you brought up the Miz and we uh, kind of lost you for a second. Uh, I'm up in the air right now. So Who's going to be? I was saying I thought this was going to I thought this was going to be the um, situation where Goldberg was going to be the transitional champion going into WrestleMania, but I'm kind of perplexed now as to who's going to be going after Drew. Yeah, I feel the same way because I thought Goldberg was going to take it. Miz was going to cash in on Goldberg. That would get Goldberg out the equation. Drew would beat the Miz, and all this is happening before WrestleMania. And that would take Drew to being the champion. So it'll be just a couple little spikes here or there. Because we still have Elimination Chamber to go through. So that's, that's more than enough opportunity for him to get the belt back. But if he's kind of superseded 2.0 at this point. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm at a total loss as well. I really don't know anybody but maybe a Brock Lesnar returning. But the problem that that poses is that puts Paul Heyman on two shows technically even though it's all in the same building all in the same set stuff like that but you know that that splits paul Heyman, and then how do you navigate that how i i mean that would be a good call for him to, at wrestlemania to have both his champions at the same time that'd be something that's been unprecedented for a long time but still that's the only person i could think of that could just walk in there take the belt walk out so if rock's well, not coming up I don't see what I don't see anything wrong with having uh, Brock Lesnar come back and Paul Heyman still be his advocate. You're still dealing with two shows, so it's not like they're going to be intermingling. Yeah, but I expect at some point it'd be cool if you could make it as a stable and they're separate. But you know how WWE is, just like what we see and we talked about a couple uh, months ago with okay, the hurt business is going good, things are making it happen. But guess what? As always, they're going to start having them implode upon themselves, and then you're going to have some people that benefit, and then there's going to be some people that fall to the wayside. Somebody could come out of that situation and become The Rock, and then somebody, no offense, could become one of those reoccurring once-in-a-while uh, players like Adila Brown. You know, it's, it's 
it's it's what they do, unfortunately. But we'll have to see how that plays out. Like we talked about, there's still plenty of time for that. But where I talked about the comparison a little bit ago was the fact that we had that match being a scuffle, for, for lack of a better term. But then, in my opinion, they did a good job of following that up with a solid wrestling match from two people that I wasn't expecting this to be as tight of a match as it was, and that was Sasha Banks retaining against Carmella. That match pretty much bell to bell uh, was pretty good. Now, the finish could have been a little cleaner. On the replay, it looked great, but uh, in the live moment, it was like, uh, I don't know what it looked like. The transition into the bank statement happened the way that they wanted to, but when you saw it on the replay and Carmella's um, uh, reaction and trying to prevent uh, the transition to the bank statement, I was like, okay, I, I, I get it. I can see it now. But other than that, to me, it was hard hitting. Um, it had a great flow. And it was just a really good match. But you tell me. Yeah, I do agree with the with the uh, match being pretty good. I I wasn't really surprised because they've been building up this uh, match for a while. My thing is the guy Reginald Reggie or whatever they call it. That guy. The yes. The Somalier. Yeah, that guy. I don't know where they found him, but he's impressive. I mean, he's on some. He's on some cope of that. Where do you? Yeah, he was down at NXT. Oh, he was in, he's in, a, in I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm saying where did they find him prior to bringing him into WWE? Because right. I mean, he's, he's, he's pretty impressive. I don't know if you got to see the, I know you've been dealing, but I don't know if you got to see that match that he had with Sasha, mm-hmm. but he was, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that out of him. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, um, he and then with his inclusion into the match and you know whatever, but yeah, it was it was decent. It was a decent match. I don't I don't have nothing against that match. I agree. Like I said, you know, my my whole thing was I'm just happy that it came out that way because sometimes you have those uh, matches. Uh, my opinion from the ladies that the flow and the transitions between moves is not as clean as we would like it to be, but. Like I said, I, I couldn't have any negative takeaways. Like I said, from bell to bell, great match. And then still following up with the build uh, upward, I guess, for lack of a better term, we went straight into the women's Royal Rumble. So just to, to, to put out there who all was involved from 1 to 30, number one was Bailey, which I thought was an interesting choice. But I was like, okay, maybe she's going to go bell to bell, maybe not. Because my secret pick uh, was Bianca Belair. But if there was going to be a hopeful, just stick it back in everybody's eye, it would have been Bailey going from bell to bell. Uh, but from there, we had a returning Naomi, which was great to see. That had me in high hopes that we would see Jey Uso pop back as well. So that would be the double return. But we'll talk about that later and see if that happens. In the number three spot, which has... Uh, had some successful Royal Rumble winners, uh, was Bianca Belair. Then we had Billy Kay, uh, Shotzi Blackheart and her uh, first Royal Rumble, Shayna Baszler, Tony Storm, a returning Jillian Hall, which I was like, okay, they reached way back into the vault. I was surprised they didn't bring the boogeyman back for her. I know, right? Well, she had nothing on her face. She was used some good cleanser, I guess, so uh, no new gross. Uh, for that. Then uh, number nine, Ruby Riot, Another huge surprise, which I was like, finally they brought her into the fold. We've been asking as fans of hers for this for a long time, that being Victoria uh, in at number 10. I was man, ecstatic to see her finally have her moment, considering that Mickey James, Trish Stratus, Lita, you know, all those, you know, Jillian Hall, you know, all those other uh, I guess then divas, uh, but now superstars have been back, but they didn't give uh, Victoria the callback, even though at some point she was at TNA and stuff. But when she left TNA and was running a restaurant, there was plenty of time to bring her back while she was still wrestling out in the indies. Um, but great to see. Uh, number 11, Peyton Royce, uh, then Santana Garrett, Liv Morgan, 
Rhea Ripley comes in at number 14. Right behind Rhea, a rivalry was renewed again with Charlotte at number 15, uh, Dana Brooke. At number 17, Tori Wilson, who I knew was just going to be in great shape and able to actually pull some moves off and do some things of old because, you know, that Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is going to keep you in shape. Uh, number 18, we'll call it a duo of Ric Flair and Lacey Evans. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, followed by Mickey James, Nikki Cross, a returning Alicia Fox, who actually became 24-7 champion. So that's the first time in history a championship has been won in the Women's Royal Rumble and lost during the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, Mandy Rose. I wish, I wish they would have done more when when Our Truth came out with them two, with those two, Crazy versus Crazy. Yeah. I would have loved. I would have loved to seen what they I'm would do together. Trying to put each other out. Yeah, well, yeah. About, oh, wrong, wrong Rumble, wrong Rumble. You know. <laughs> yeah. She tries to put him out. And he's trying ladder. to get out, and you know, yeah, yeah. That that would have been a good thing. Everybody just sitting there watching him chain wrestle. That'd be pretty funny. So, uh, twenty-two Mandy Rose, twenty-three Dakota Kai, twenty-four Carmella for a stint. The straight jacket came back. Tamina um, at number twenty-five. Lana returned. Uh, Alexa Bliss at twenty-seven. Twenty-eight Your Girl Ember Moon. Twenty-nine Nia Jax. And what was determined by the returning WWE backstage show, uh, Natalia was number 30. So that was uh, your Royal Rumble. But your winner, whereas actually it came down to the final three, for those that haven't watched it yet, but just wanted uh, the information, uh, between Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair, who at that point had been in about 54 minutes and after a couple of transitional things that we won't spoil bianca belair became your 2021 women's royal rumble at over 56 minutes time so that was a that was a lot to digest um at one point i didn't think bianca was going to win but then you know she stayed there and it, it, it was a couple of different people uh, I was like, well, if they're going to do this fiend thing, Alexa Bliss, when she came out, if they do the transition and she becomes indestructible, then she may win. But So it was, it was a couple different opportunities, but secretly I was like, oh, man, please, 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 please let Bianca get this. She just had the Great Chronicle that came out on WWE Network slash Peacock uh, affiliate now. Um, and, uh, it, they, they gave her the nod. So... That was the Women's Royal Rumble. What'd you think? I thought it was a good rumble. I think some of those folks could have been in there, and I won't say who, but shit could have been replaced with some other folks. Uh, but well, all say, all, say, Bianca speak. won. I'm happy Bianca won. Uh, I believe she's going to try to go after um, maybe the uh, – she'll probably go after the SmackDown title. Think so? I think she'll go after the SmackDown title. You know, uh, I don't see, I don't, I don't really see her going after Oscar now that Charlotte is. What's that? She never beat Oscar. Oscar yeah, she never did. She, no, she didn't. She never right. did beat Oscar. But I'm thinking her and Sasha might be a better match. Because that, because Sasha gives her more of a rub, I think. Yeah. I think Charlotte will probably go after Oscar now that um, something has happened that we haven't discussed yet. Well, well we, we can talk for now. We're going to go into what happened the pre-show and as well as the, um, the pre-show commentating session uh, with the 24-7 championship. So, you know, that elephant in the room that also affected the Women's Royal Rumble was between Nate, Lacey Evans, and uh, Charlotte, where uh, your new women's tag team champions, thanks to Lacey Evans and the dirtiest player in the game, uh, beating Charlotte and Asuka happened on the kickoff show. So we had a title transition due to some dirty tactics that rolled into the Rumble, which uh, pretty much, I guess, to an extent, you could say, took 
Charlotte off of focus. But, you know, I wasn't expecting, I mean, it would been nice if Charlotte won, but that would have put her in a storyline that would have kept her away from finishing up with Lacey Evans and uh, this Nature Boy Ric Flair thing. So now that we've already just mentioned it, I really want to know what you think. I know you're a Flair fan. I'm a Flair fan. Is this necessary? I mean, because Flair has been officially put on full-time status with the WWE once again. And some people are upset because of his age and his health conditions and stuff like that, considering that COVID's going on. But, you know, WWE is pretty good with their quote-unquote bubble as well when it comes down to COVID testing and protocols. So that's a safe environment, technically. But what do you think? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, you know, they this just this just something to give him something to do. Uh for him to be involved in that storyline uh is kind of crazy to me, you know, uh the way the way they're going about it. It it's not really interesting to me. Uh I think it, it it's just filler for me as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um what they do with it now that Charlotte can actually concentrate on Lacey Evans up through up until WrestleMania, you know, uh, I see an elimination chamber match that gives they'll give Charlotte an opportunity uh, to get at, to get some some type of title contention uh, situation going on. Uh, but yeah, she's got to get past Lacey and. Like I said, I, I'm one of those pro folks that you were talking about where, you know, with all COVID going on and everything, why should why is a 70-year-old flair be, be, being in that situation? You know, so I, I don't, I, I'm just not in agreement with that. But, you know, it's something to keep him active. It's something to keep him going. It's something to keep him making money because, you, know, you know, Mr. Flair has – pretty much blown his whole wide over the course of his career. So, um, you know, more power to him. You know, I just hope that I just hope that he stays healthy and can avoid any bull crap, you know, because WWE is known for, you know, what have you done for me lately? And he can't do much. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I believe it could go, in my opinion, if we're going to take it all the way to WrestleMania, it could go one or two, well, technically, yeah, I guess one or two ways. The first way uh, would be at some point leading up to WrestleMania, Lacey Evans is going to reveal her hand that, hey, I'm using you, old man. I got no interest in you. And she's just going to start beating down heavily. Oh, yeah, so, that's going to, that's what it's going to end up being, you know. And, and then Charlotte's going to come down and rescue, and then we've got a, a hardcore match or, or something like that. Uh, for the flair honor, so to speak. So that could be the easy way. But then I was thinking it could also go a different way. And, and picture this, um, that could happen. But then as Charlotte is coming down, then there's going to be a couple more people that come down. A couple more people being uh, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, Jessamyn Duke, and a returning Ronda Rousey. And they beat down Charlotte before WrestleMania. So it's all take place before WrestleMania, because I wouldn't have that be the beat down at the WrestleMania moment. But then that would be Flair anointing them as the four horse women of wrestling. So then the lead in, if Becky is able to come back, would be Becky Lynch. Charlotte, Bailey, and um, oh gosh, who am I forgetting? Uh, Sasha versus the other four horsewomen. Something that we wanted to see for who's going to dominate and and keep that moniker. So that could be the other direction that they could go in, which would allow, even if it's just for one time, again, for Ronda just to get that big check a la Brock Lesnar. Some she said, hey, I don't want to go full time, but I'll come and get a check. Um, that could be that moment. Uh, Marina Shafir is definitely ready to come back uh, and be used a little bit more. Jessamyn Duke can just be there. Um, and then we already know uh, the other players are actively wrestling. So 
that I see that happening. And Lacey would still, unfortunately, be on the outside. She's not part of that group. So they would end up jumping her out of that situation. So then Lacey will be just beat out of the horse opportunity of anything with Nature Boy. And then she's going to have her feelings hurt. I don't understand. He's like, I'm a dirtiest player in the game. I got what I need and I'm out. And then that would be the other direction that we could go in. That would interest me to see happening on TV. The the traditional, you know, I got to save, you know, my dad. I can't believe he's just getting beat down like that angle would be like, yeah, whatever, you know. But that, that's the two options that I see, uh, my humble opinion, that we could go with. I don't know. Just a food for thought. You guys and gals can uh, think about that as well. Talk about that over the virtual water cooler uh, in your Zoom meetings and stuff like that. If you agree, let us know. If you don't agree, it's James' fault. So, <laughs> speaking of interesting things that happened outside of the, the ring, Peter Rosenberg became the 24-7 champion. And I agree with JBL. What the hell are they doing? Hey, like they said, he's going to go on his show tomorrow morning, and he's going to be the 24-7 champion, and he's going to blow it up and everything, and he'll probably keep that. They'll do the same thing that they did, whatever they've done with everybody else. They'll find some type of scenario where oh, he'll lose it our truth will go. Our truth will go to the radio station, figure out some way to get to his where he is pinning one, two, three, get the belt back, and he'll be back on Monday Night Raw with the belt. Yep. That's pretty much how it's going to be. Either that or he's going to be on uh, the Raw pre-show or on, um, you know, the after show for Raw, and it's going to happen that way. But, yeah. I would have rather, truthfully, I would have marked out more if JBL would have did it. And they did the Texas two-step and then ran out. That would have been just just funny to me, just to, just to know. And then as he's going after uh, uh, JBL, guess who's standing there as he's running past Ron Simmons, and you get that. Damn, damn. <laughs> that would have been a hot moment right there. But you know, you get what you can get, right? You get what you can get. I'll, I'll blame the producers for that. But speaking of getting what you can get. We had a last man standing match between Randy Orton and Kevin Owens that ended in a botch because it kind of took a little too long for them to uncuff uh, Mr. Roman Reigns. But yeah. the, I think the talk of that match is going to be the carbon copy because I remember, just like Matt Hardy remembers, a little moment ago at an AEW pay-per-view where there's this guy, Sammy Guevara, running. Oh. Wait a minute before you before you get into that. Before you get into that, there are going to be a bunch of these <laughs> over the course of this show. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up because I for actually forgot about that one. But there are four others <laughs> in this match where they spit off AEW. Go ahead, go ahead. Funny to me. Funny to me, but go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jump into it. I'm just going to give the visual. No, 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 no. Because if I tell them, it's going to go into other, other matches. So you, you just go ahead and finish that one. All right. So as I was saying, you know, you see, uh, uh, reminds me of a little running Sammy Guevara. And then yeah. right behind him, well, actually, we'll run this way with Sammy, is uh, Matt Hardy. And then boom, he takes yeah. the hit from the golf cart. Now, right. Kevin Owens took the better hit. Because KO just went through it uh, right. when they hit him versus Sammy taking it off the, uh, the the rail, the guardrail. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I, I can't wait. I don't know who, if it's going to be Tony Khan, if it's going to be <laughs> Jericho. But the first one that I saw that the tweet out, just the image of Sammy getting hit, was going to be, was Matt Hardy. But I know Sammy's going to say, man, Kevin, I know how you feel if we need a beer. <laughs> I know what that's like. Right. Did a couple months ago. Right. There was all kind of stuff in, in that match. Um, the, the senton on Roman Reigns through the table was uh, another good little spot. I was ex I was wondering. Yep. Number I was two. Wondering, <laughs> I'm like, well, is he going to drop it down? But I guess for reasons, uh, they didn't want him operating it and and driving and after a bit messing up that spot. 
Uh, that's, the Matt, that's the Matt Hardy spot yep. where he got hurt. Yep. <laughs> At first I thought Same maybe they pre-taped that, but then I just I realized that it was just the lighting change from the drone uh, versus the, the lighting that was provided for the cameras. Uh, and then to the, the official being taken out with the lighting, Kevin Owens burning himself almost uh, um, on the lighting. Yeah. I thought he was going to actually use that on Roman. Yeah, I thought it, so too. Being that he, being that he realized that it was that hot, I figured he was going to use that instead of handcuffing it, which would have been more too. interesting to me. But we, and probably would have saved the match from that botch if he had used the lighting. But you know, yeah, yeah, that, that that was interesting. But I will say, after he was uncuffed, so good job on stretching. Smart move on Roman getting to the squatting position. So that way, because if you notice, the ref was up to seven, I believe. And he and stopped. stopped. Right. right. Like, what the hell are you doing? Because KO was, uh, to the best of my knowledge, still down getting up. So he, we at least could have went to eight or nine. And Roman was still prone. So the count would have happened at least for two more seconds. But... Either way, smart uh, on uh, the move thinking for Roman getting to the squatting position because they did the shot with KO being up. So he was covered. And with Roman squatting, technically he's up because he can't get up because uh, he was incapacitated uh, with the handcuffs. But uh, interesting until the chokeout finish because they spent so much time trying to get him uncuffed. There was no transition that made sense to where the chokeout was the end of the match. Right. They, they should have added just a little something, maybe a throw into the wall, you know, a, an attempt at a pop-up powerbomb, and when he came down, he would have grabbed them in a guillotine and then locked in, and then that would have been a chokeout. So at least something to fill in so that way people weren't still thinking about how long it was taking for Paul Heyman to uncuff him from uh, the, the, the steel. But... <laughs> Uh, other than that, I mean, it was, it was a fairly decent one. It's always, you know, those funny inside jokes that you set up your own demise sometimes. So I was like, oh, man, Kale, you may get some payback. And and um, uh, Roman's going to go through the uh, the table from the the, the background monitor for everybody. Nope. I was but I was, wondering why, I was wondering why KO handcuffed him to the to – the, uh, to the uh, well, the steel scaffolding, yeah, the steel the scaffolding, whatever it rather was, rather than handcuffing both of his hands together, yeah, through, through the steel, yeah, one of the pipes. I think that, that would probably, probably help them out in trying to get him out of that. Yeah, I think that was a producer call, um, and they probably told him where they wanted him to cuff, uh, I guess, because that would that's what I was expecting too, him to wrap it around, do like that, and he's trying to pull himself. Um, to get free, and then maybe taking some chair shots and stuff like that, getting some some old fashioned payback before he. I knew he wasn't going to lose the match because that's right. where, as I mentioned before, I was expecting a Jay Uso uh, and Jimmy Uso to come out and do the one the work over on Kevin Owens, giving Paul Heyman the opportunity to uncuff him, or to come with a bolt cutter and cut the uh, the the, uh, the long chain. But we didn't have two Usas, so that, that was a little interesting. I was a little disappointed in that. Uh, the other option would have been if both of them would have been in the Rumble and one of them would have won, and then we would have seen how that would have played out with uh, Roman saying, okay, so I guess I don't have a match, right, because you're going to hand over your, your winning slot to challenge me, and then that will be that, and then knock on something. If that was going to be the transition for The Rock to come, it was like, Sorry, was, we found a replacement. And then that would have been The Rock showing up. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, uh, they already, they'd already set up to where if Jay had, won, had been in and had won, he was going to go after Drew McIntyre. He'd already said it. Well, yeah. So that was one of those nobody really wanted to see that because you knew what it was going to be. That was an easy night for Drew, and it's not a, a WrestleMania payday. When I, I don't mean for them financially, I mean for us. There's no payoff in that because you know he's going to lose. No disrespect, but they could have built it. They could have built it up to where it was believable or, or plausible. Roman interferes, and then he wins, and then Roman says, "Now give me the belt." 
Yeah, I could see that. But, you know, I don't know. All I know is there was some other chicanery that went down today in the men's Royal Rumble match that I was not expecting at all. And as we lead into the men's Royal Rumble match, I guess I might as well just go ahead and say that, James, you have about four minutes and some change before you get to partake in some libation. So I guess I stretched it out enough just so that way we can see you and your happy face. If you start floating, Peter Pan, we know exactly what's going on. <laughs> Pixie dust has been sprinkled down, and then you've got your happy thoughts again. So, well, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait out those four plus minutes so I can be so I can be <laughs> official. So all I'm gonna do is this, and this is a. I need to get the newest edition, but we're gonna show. Unfortunately, uh, with the background, I don't know. We'll see if we yeah, can. Yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of fun. You can't see the whole book. If you lift up the whole book, it disappears. Yeah, it's it's the. Uh, well, I'll the rumble for a second, and we'll go into this lovely right here, the encyclopedia. I'm just gonna go ahead and spoiler alert because I've already marked the page, and then we'll get there. Of the rated R superstar Edge. So, well, actually, no, wait, wait. We're going to double spoil it. We might as well go ahead to the next page, the ENC connection. So, we're going to go there. Now you're going to say, well, why'd you go there? Let's talk about this men's Royal Rumble as we go to natural lighting because we won't get sued too much for too long uh, by the mm-hmm. then logo that they did not officially provide, but somehow if it's on the internet, I guess it's a, you can find it, who knows, whatever. Number one entrant into the Royal Rumble was the man on page 108, the Radar Superstar Edge. Put a pin in that. Number two person in the Royal Rumble was Randy Orton. We're going to Pinterest that one too. Not getting paid for them, I just wanted to say it. So then we go to number three, Sami Zayn. Number four, Ali, followed by Jeff Hardy, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura. And then, even though it's from Hot Topic, we're going to call this a hot cash moment. Why? Because I didn't know it was going to be that cool of a dag on Royal Rumble. Carlito finally, finally, finally came back. And I wish we weren't dealing with COVID so he could have spit the apple. But other than that, man, tell me, I James. I spit in the face in the people who don't want to be cool. I know you marked out. Was not expecting that one. Well, you know, he was supposed to be around for the Legends Night. And for yeah. some reason, that didn't happen. Well, the reason I never found out why. For a backstage moment. And he said, I'm not going to fly all the way over there and have three minutes be my return on my my, my viewer. Right, which I my- agree. I agree. That would have been wasted, and if they were going to use him for WrestleMania, for, um, Royal Rumble like they did, it would have been a waste. So he did the right yeah. thing. I agree. And he showed his worth. People backed him. A lot of superstars backed that call, and it was the right thing. Somebody of that distance same thing with victoria to waste them on a cameo walk by just looking like hey and that's it as much as we've been campaigning for carlito to come back and all we got is hey the only sucky thing was there was no epico and primo in the royal rumble because that would have been a a great family reunion to say this to say the least considering we had the mysterios as a family as well in there but caribbean cool was back even for the moment unfortunately KG's boy Elias eliminated him, but Carlito was in there. He did, I think he did get an elimination, if I remember correctly. And then he was in there for what, maybe almost 10 minutes? Yeah. So yeah. He yeah. was in there long enough to get a nice little paycheck. And that could turn into something else because he looked diesel. It's like, God yeah. damn. And you yeah. see the high yeah. on that drop kick? Yeah, that he's, 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 been, he's, been putting, he's been putting in work off the camera. Yeah. So. Oh, um, and by the way, 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is now 12 o'clock. And you know what that means. The newbie uh, for the first time in 2021, the newbie in sumo is sponsored by the Alvo Uvesian Lounge, my favorite cigar, and the Bardstown Bourbon Company Fusion Series. Mm. Are you taking that to the head? Nah, I ain't taking it to the head, but I got a nice little glass over here. We gonna do this thing right. Ladies and gentlemen, we just want to make sure that we say please drink responsibly. Uh, do not follow any of my suggestions and uh, going ham and taking a whole bottle and celebratory. But in uh, celebration of that, we will get a new background. Since I found out how to play around with it, we are. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this is kind of frivolous, and but this is what I do. This is something I haven't done in 38 days. And I'm about to be very happy right now. We are witnessing history in 2021. The first time, and we got a lot of firsts in the course of a year, especially, you know, uh, technically 31 days down the road, but there it is. There it is. <sighs> can you there tell you I'm go. happy? Yes. Can you tell? I can tell. I'm so happy to the fact that I actually like you right now, Don. Oh, well, you know what? Since it's your new year, I'll let you have it. I feel like I'm losing a moment. You're winning, I'm losing. But I will let you have it, sir. So dialing it back in. Because now that you've uh, had your moment, now we can go hardcore. Yes, I appreciate uh, everybody I, I, Let me have my moment. You know, I, I needed that. You know, I, I like I said, I've been since last time I had a drink was New Year's Eve. Last time I had a cigar was the day after Christmas. So this is it. I've got, I did my fast. I did my cleanse. And I'm good. Now we can move on. Sure. Appreciate everybody as we stretched it out just so that way James could make it. And now let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes. So after Carlito went all cool on us, we had the New Day respectively coming back to back, Xavier Woods and Big E. Uh, then we had John Morrison, Ricochet, Elias, who unfortunately coming at number 13 defeated Carlito. Uh, Damian Priest came in at number 14, who had a great showing, coming in at his 13th, uh, 13th uh, Rumble was the Miz at number 15. Uh, Matt Riddle came in 16. Daniel Bryan, who was a crowd favorite to win, came in 17. The 18 of 18 of the night uh, was Kane, his 18th Royal Rumble, coming in at number 18. Uh, and he did score an elimination, so his streak is still going on. With uh, Dolph Ziggler was number four uh, in the line coming towards Kane. Uh, and that opportunity of having the longest stretch of active wrestlers being in WWE. So after Kane, it was Corbin, Otis, who I thought they got rid of in a smart way. Uh, in his first Royal Rumble, Otis went up top, got excited, and he got knocked off. That's a good way to do it. Uh, Dominic Mysterio came in. Bobby Lashley came and put the hurt on people. Hurricane made an appearance. Uh, and then... Uh, showed the picture of Edge and Christian because Christian came back at number 24. And I was shocked that he was officially cleared to have more contact. Uh, and that, that's, you know, a sign of medical uh, breakthroughs and things coming and happening since that time we saw with Edge coming back, uh, Christian coming back. That gives me hope that if he chooses to, 
Stone Cold could do one more if he chooses to. It could be possible if he wanted to do that. He doesn't have to, but if the bug hit him. Uh, but after Christian, we had AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, Cesaro at number 28. There was a picture that was posted by Becky Lynch of the exit heading to the arena of the gorilla position. So there was a lot of speculation is Becky coming back. But nope, it was actually Seth Rollins who walked through that curtain heading to the stage and returned at number 29. And the magical number 30, which we thought was almost a lot considering who it was, was Braun Strowman. So a little bit further down the road, it ended up being the final four of Seth Rollins, Edge, Christian, and Braun Strowman, which got whittled down to Seth Rollins and Edge. But because of some ingenious healdom, to which I was thinking the whole entire time, like, Edge only hit him with the chair one time in the knee. There's no way that we're at Mick Foley level coming off the cage protocol for injury. But Randy Orton came back and RKO'd Edge. And I was like, well, that was it. But in ultimate opportunist fashion, uh, whipping to the ropes became a reversal, became an over-the-top rope win. And 11 years to the day of his first Royal Rumble win, Edge is going to WrestleMania, in my opinion, to wrestle Drew McIntyre, which is going to bring us full circle to my comments earlier in the show with them also kind of making him Legend Killer 2.0 because he just got rid of Goldberg. Now we're giving him on a silver platter edge. So my question to you, now that you are feeling nice, right, tight, and excited to uh, experience all that 2021 and February has to offer, are you going to make the call now saying that you believe that Edge has a shot at becoming champion? I do, but I do because I think he'll pick up where he'll pick up where Goldberg left off. He'll really? be that tra- he'll be the transitional champion that gets Roman Reigns both the belts at some point. So you expect him to keep the belt beyond the next pay per view? <coughs> I expect I expect that Edge and Drew will be in WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Edge will beat Drew. And then at some point, sometime, somehow, they'll put Edge and Roman Reigns together. What about that lovely green briefcase? What if Edge beats Drew? At this moment, I would say by hook or by crook. Because as much as we're dealing with Edge coming back, he's still Edge. He's still a heel, and Christian is cleared to compete. So Christian could have a moment in that match, which would free up a spear for Edge to win, which would inadvertently free up an opportunity for a skull crushing finale with a cash-in. And that could be a transition to Roman Reigns or to somebody else returning a la Brock Lesnar on the Monday after WrestleMania. I, I mean, I see the I see the money in the bank briefcase coming in somewhere, and it's going to come in on Drew. It won't go... It, I, doubt, I doubt they'll use it on uh, Roman. Because he's no. already lost it once. And I see him... I see some trickery more on Drew than I would with Roman. But if they cash it in on Roman, that would be the catalyst to bring Roman to Raw. So Roman could, they could do a trade and Roman would go to Raw and I guess just to stick it to him, uh, Seth Rollins would go to SmackDown. Seth Rollins is on SmackDown. Two former Shield 
Huh? Seth Rollins is already on SmackDown. That's right, yeah. I mean, he's been gone so long, I forgot, yeah. That's right, because uh, the Myster- him and the Mysterios again. Then who would they move? Right. Well, yeah, because you still have two former Shield in the same show. That wouldn't be smart. So you have to get rid of one. So somebody's got to go to Raw. I mean, come, well, somebody's got to go to Raw, and they have to bring a major player from Raw uh, to SmackDown. Or maybe it could just be the trade. Send Drew to SmackDown. Just do the even swap. Paul Heyman. Well, we don't have work. another. We don't have another draft coming up, do we? No, it would just be uh, uh, inter-network chain uh, trade. They've done it already, so it wouldn't be something. You know, that'd be one of those Paul Heyman brokered a deal, talking with Adam Pierce and stuff like that, and, you know, it just happened. Like, you're either going to catch this beatdown from Roman and them, or you're going to get rid of them and send them to Raw so he can fight the Miz and get his belt back. Because I think the Tribal Chief thing has run its course on SmackDown with that with that roster. It's well, and these well, are raw, uh, the raw roster. Well, most of the, well, if they do what they're talking about doing with this new faction, they talk about putting together with the family members. He would have to go to Raw anyway because that's where most of them are. Yeah. You got Tamina over there. You got Nia over there. You now got Naomi back, which she'll probably be on. End up on Raw. Uh, the Usos—they're both on SmackDown, so I mean they're already locked in. I mean, there's that's some things that they can do, but the thing we're going to leave everybody with because we're not going to keep them long because we really want them to go and watch this Rumble, especially since it was pretty de- pretty decent. Uh, I was happy with it. Uh, overall, throughout the course of it, that we all know there's been a couple of them. You're like, this is some hot garbage. But both uh, Rumble matches, men's and women's, I was happy with. Uh, the couple matches that happened throughout, I was cool with. Even with uh, the shortness of the Goldberg and Drew McIntyre match, I felt like they made up for it in quality and quantity of what they put in for everything that came after that. So it made it all flow together. And then you culminate it with um, the video and the, uh, the, the, I don't know which series it's going to be. I forgot it was the Icons or something like that about Yokozuna that aired tonight. Yeah, it's Icons. So it's that, Icons. That, that, it's on now. A, that's just a, a good total flow of production and product and placement. But, uh, oh, and uh, let's not forget the AEW moments. Oh, go ahead. Go, I'll let you talk about it. Okay, so you had the hug between Christian and Edge, which yeah, was right. obvious, obviously a bite off of best friends. You had Ray Mysterio coming in with his new beer sponsor, Did Jericho and the, little bit, and the little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of such... Mm. Now that is a damn tasty beverage. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> That's some straight up Hannibal Lecter right there. I'm actually going to ask for some time. Hmm. Mm. And they pair. And they pair so nicely. These two pair so nicely. I'm glad that you are happy, James. You totally with that that whole that that was disturbing, uh, disturbing <laughs> thing that you just did there, <laughs> ruined my train of thought. But <laughs> we've got a lot of interesting things. We've got the fallout on Monday Night Raw uh, and the fallout on SmackDown of what happened at the Royal Rumble. Um, we're probably going to start the, the whole process. I doubt it's going to culminate this week with okay, Bianca, who are you going to challenge for? Uh, which women's championship are going to challenge for. So that'll probably be culminated on SmackDown this week. So she's not going to make a decision. Um, we're going to see what's going to play out and how they're going to move Drew McIntyre's storyline to the next level now that he's beaten Goldberg. You know, what are you going to put in front of him? And uh, then we also have to, when we come back together, hopefully all three of us, this upcoming Saturday, what's happening in AEW? 
what's happening in the Indies, what's happening with AEW on Impact, and uh, you know, just just wrestling, wrestling all across the board. So we've got a lot of conversation to be had in what's upcoming uh, throughout the course of this week, and also what's been transpiring. So I guess. Yes, we will be having a That's This Nubian fiasco going on this upcoming Saturday uh, to catch everybody up on what's happening on New Japan and everything else that's been oh, going on. Oh, yeah, because it's been a bunch of shows. It's been a bunch of big shows. It's been a bunch of title changes. There are people who are coming in. There are people who are leaving. There are all, all kinds of things going on. So I got, I got notes galore that I got to culminate into one thing and get everybody caught up on what's going on next week because it's a lot yep and then we also can't leave out nxt and you know the reason why i didn't mention nxt in that little bit of a a stretch on what we're going to be doing is because i want to give high praise to nxt because this was really for better part of it their pay-per-view uh in reference to the performance of the nxt superstars uh from damian priest Shotzi Blackheart, Rhea Ripley, and definitely a product of NXT being uh, the women's winner, Bianca Belair. So instead of it being, oh, there's just some NXT people in there, NXT actually had a viable difference that was made in the flow of what happened in both of those uh, Royal Rumble matches. So definitely a big this- shout out to NXT, and we'll be talking about how NXT is reacting as a show to the overall goodness of everybody's performance. And this will be the be- this will be the beginning of Damian Priest's call up mm-hmm. pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And Rhea and, Rip- uh, and Rhea Ripley. Um I don't think Shotzi Shotzi's not ready yet, but it was nice to see her in there. You know, they've been yeah. doing they've been they've been pushing her a lot as far as hosting the Halloween Havoc and doing all these things and whatnot that she's been doing in NXT. Yeah, so, you know, they, I figured that they, 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 this was like her reward for doing such a good job with those things, I guess. Yep. Like I said, you know, NXT showed up and showed out uh, this week. So, like I said, everything was just really good. So, pay-per-view-wise, the pressure is on AEW to produce something even though we know the World Rumble is one of those just industry staples, but to produce, uh, which they should be having something come up of Battle Royal of some kind, uh, something. Well, no, they got the um, the beach ba- the beach blast yeah. uh, show that they're doing. They're due for another Battle Royal of some kind uh, for whatever well, reason. They, they just had the um, Dynamite Diamond. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, they the just women had- in that. Uh, there, there was a couple. There was some stuff they were well, they, planning on. Well, they got they got the uh, qualifier, the qualifier for the number one contendership for the yeah. women's world title. That's coming That's up. It. Yep. And then also, um, oh gosh, maybe we're gonna train thought again. But yeah, that, that's right. So we know that they've got to do some things in rebuttal. And I'm quite sure the most important thing is I can't wait to see what kind of jab they're gonna do in reference to some of those moments that you called out that are very AEW reminiscent, we'll say the least. So James has made it 19 minutes into the new year, well, his new year of drinking and smoking and getting older. So I want to give you the opportunity, James, to send us out because now that you are a happy guy, a buzz guy, a smoke guy, you got your, your headset on, it's 2021, I'm going to let you take us out and say goodbye to the peoples. Well, everybody, 2021 has been started off pretty rough already. You think it would have been a little bit better coming out of 2020 with all the changes that have been made, but we're continuing to lose some important people. And just the world is still turned upside down. But we're back. <laughs> we're going to do our best to make your 2021 a better year than last year. And, if, and, the only, and the only way that we know how, and that's to give you our opinion 
and our thoughts and our ideas of what wrestling is, how wrestling is, how wrestling can be, not necessarily should be. That's not our jobs, but we will give our opinion. And for better or for worse, uh, it is our opinion, and we're entitled to it. So (laughs) (laughs) we don't hold back, as you know, from last year, we only going to get worse, more crazy. And also you get to see us do it all throughout this next year as we take. uh, Yes, you'll be able to see my pretty face every week from now on. No shaving. No, no, no shaving. I'm trying to grow this out. Not even a handlebar. I'm trying to get the bra. No, I'm not doing the Booker T. I'm doing the bra- Braun Strowman. So now I'm going that route if I why can. You have, why you have to bring a Booker, man? That's that's my one. Oh, and that's another thing. That's another thing I forgot. There was two things I forgot. Okay, so okay, so Braun. Oh, so uh, Booker T gets a song done after him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then you have Bad Bunny, who comes out after The Miz destroys his DJ set and ends up helping to get the uh, Miz and Morrison eliminated. Then he goes to the top rope and does his dive. So who did it better, Bad Bunny or Snoop Dogg? Probably uh, Bad Bunny, truthfully, because he got the distance. Now, he did slip. Definitely Bad Bunny. He slipped a little. I don't know if you noticed that. He he slipped. He slipped, but he played it off. Unlike unlike Snoop Dogg, who dropped out of the sky like a shot duck. But but to Snoop (laughs) Dogg, the positioning was too close. He couldn't lunge off the rope because he would have went Passed him. They gave but him still, at his height, but to do this. But still, he could have gone. He could have gone straight up and come down, Wait. rather than bending over. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That's, 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 it, it was just. It was bad. It was just bad. It was bad. Now, I mean, it, if he would have around and did a coffin drop like this, a crowd surf move then I would have really understood, and that probably would have went over a little better. But shoot, I mean, how many people get a chance to come off the top rope? The key is, what is Shaq going to do? And we'll get into those things, I guess, as a teaser for AEW, because WWE has wanted Shaq uh, in some capacity of a a match for a long time, and now AEW has has pulled the coup and got him uh, for something and some payoff. But how's that match going to go? Cody versus Shaq? That's going to be one of those big old chop, (laughs) big old chop. Well, at least at least Shaq has some experience in the ring, so you know we give him we give him that much. I don't think too much is going to happen. I I would like to see Jade get more training and actually become a and actually wrestle wrestle rather than do these appearances and trying to go after a pregnant Brandy and now. Going after five foot two red velvet. Yeah. Yeah. See, Jade is just there as they rebuttal, not taking anything from her because she's an uh, amazing physical specimen in reference to her physique. But that's their rebuttal to a Bianca Belair. That's their rebuttal to a, 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 a Naomi. But they have the benefit of a trainer there that helped work with Naomi and Bianca Belair being Serena D. So having her there is invaluable. Having, um, uh, 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 oh gosh, the dentist, uh, Britt Baker there is invaluable. So she can be trained up. I'd say night and day by the end of this year, she'll be having matches which unfortunately she's kind of in that position that the only viable person for her to wrestle that's going to be worth it and make sense is going to be not uh, Nyla Rose because there's nobody. But, then, but, 
but they got them, they got them coming together though. They got oh. them coming together right now though. They can, like I said, by the end of the year they can be split up. But there's nobody that she can have that physical level of match with that she can show her strength. There's nobody else she can do that with. Well, actually, maybe Big Swole. Big Swole probably be the only other option. But that'd be a lot of black on black, black on Indian crime. <laughs> So if they became a stable, that's kind of upsetting because uh, everybody would be catching that L. So we'll see what, what pans out from that. But they have, uh, as Jim Ross would say, a unique specimen that they can grow from, that they can do things from on the female side that can kind of balance things out. It's just we'll have to see what they put into her so that way she gets the training like we talked about. But then what they surround her with storyline-wise to give her the opportunity to be at the level or the intimidation level of a Lance Archer or Will Hobbs, um, you know, Cage, Brian Cage, you know, some of the biggest people in AEW. You know, they all have somebody that's right there with them being um, Jake, Taz, uh, you know, shoot. Totally on. Jer- yeah, even Chris Jericho with, um, you know, <coughs> we'll say Wardlow now because MJF has done the best he can with Warlow. So he needs a Jericho rub and the same thing with uh, Hager. So if she gets that and all that put together, sky's the limit. But truthfully, do I think that she'll be in AEW for a long time? WWE's going to scoop her. She'll be in NXT before you know it. I'd say probably two years tops. By 2023, she'll be in WWE. That's just my opinion, because, you know, as the old uh, uh, monitor, well, it was WCW, but technically now, you know, WWE owns that, too. So she's got to go to the land of the big boys and girls, unless AEW gets it. But that's just extra conversation for this upcoming Saturday. So I guess that's teaser conversation uh, number two for the Zoom call water cooler moment. So. We're going to get ready to get out of here because we ain't getting paid for no overtime. James is already feeling nice, so who knows what he needs to do. He probably needs to run around and start beating people down or something like that, you know, whatever. So I am the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. That is probably the only time you'll see it, a smiling, happy, uh, static, liking me, me being sumo. And then KG, we look forward to seeing you hopefully next week and uh, prayers with you and your family as you deal with uh, your personal issues and to everybody else. We wish you health, safety, happiness. And if you think of the lottery numbers for any of these big old drawings, make sure you post it. So that way we can use the same number and we can all get rich. Uh, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for the one. I'm still looking for the one that uh, one in Maryland. So yeah, I'm, I'll let you know how that goes. Well, unfortunately it wasn't you. So no, nah, it wasn't me. It would be. Wasn't wasn't none of the sideline junkies. It wasn't my mama. So <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But if it is, um, I don't need a loan. I just need some security. We'll just put it at that. So until next week, ladies, gents, we will talk to y'all then. Have a good week. Konnichiwa.